0: Uh wait, you haven't even seen it. How do you know the intro?
1: I don't, but I'm assuming it's that. Was I too <laughs> far off? It's not terribly far off. It's um
0: <laughs> Here, let me do it for you. Ready? Hi there. It's live to neck. It's kind of like a heart to heart, but it's live to neck.
1: That's That's adorable. pretty good. That's adorable. Is what that is? I
0: try (laughs) yeah I'm sad that you can't meet Chelsea she's uh she's just dealing with life stuff so it's fine our prayers are for her honestly I this is the only time I will talk about coronavirus today but um I'm kind of loving this uh isolation I have organized so many drawers
1: Oh, you're one of those. Oh. I
0: could not tell you how many projects I have that I'm so excited to like follow through with.
1: Um, I I'm so happy for you, living your best life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Didn't you uh you've been you've been really
1: into Disney Plus, right? Hey, hey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is wrong with a little disney plus during your quarantine okay nothing yeah. wrong with that at all you
0: need some little spark of happiness you know we can't go to disneyland so
1: we'll yeah, live well, through yeah movies. that's what i knew do you
0: have a pass
1: yeah i absolutely have a pass i you... have a pass yeah until about 20 minutes ago you also didn't remember that you had my phone number <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is going swimmingly for us <laughs> It's all right. fine.
1: I right, choose, 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 choose. Remember that God. one
0: time that we took the, the online test and I gave you all the answers and you ended up getting a higher score than I did? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. What, what about it? I tried. Oh, but that, okay. Dude. So you are George.
0: This is George. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: Who are you? I am George. I am Groot. <laughs> oh, <I> missed opportunity. <laughs> missed opportunity, right there. Uh, uh, no, I am George. I was one of your former classmates until I graduated and left you behind last year.
0: Evil. At least I'm done now. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Well, now.
0: <laughs> I must say, the last semester without you has been terrible. But really, that's the only time I'll say that.
1: Wait. No. Let's explore that more. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Okay. I appreciate that.
0: Let let's think of it this way. Um I am shy until I am not, right? So yes, very you much suddenly so. were like, Hey, I am not going to be shy towards you, therefore you cannot be shy towards me. Nope. And therefore I only sparked a few friendships in college and they were they were solely because of you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I appreciate that. Yeah, that's kind of my, yeah, that's my move, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> because here's my thing, especially with night classes, even if it's, I don't think me and you, I don't recall our classes being like at night, at night. They were like a four to 730, right? Both of yeah, them, Yeah, right? four to
0: 645, to be specific, Why Monday and Wednesday like we got night.
1: I so much later than 645. <laughs> uh, because
0: they kept us. Asked every single time
1: dude yeah oh my god wait hang on pause and then i'm gonna continue can we just establish <laughs> that one of our professors told us literally after class was done the class isn't done until i say we're done and kept us like 15 minutes past do you yes. remember this yes. it was gallegos right of course dude uh, if, was yeah. it if it wasn't prasad prasad wasn't about that prasad would just make <laughs> us feel dumb you
0: know i had another class with her
1: like on purpose
0: Oh, dude, you know, that that's the—it's a rock and a hard place because, you know, it's an easy A. But yeah. at the same time, it's two and a half hours in that room with her.
1: <laughs> yeah, with her not having shoes on. Do you remember at that? At least she brought the dog. That's also true. Prasad was... Okay, here's why I can't get totally upset with, like, the kind of human Prasad was. Because...
0: I her be listening to this podcast and be like, hey...
1: <laughs> okay, so she'll like this next portion, I think. Okay. Or not. We'll see. Um uh, <laughs> so she's like really, really educated. Like really. Mm-hmm. We're really, really not as educated. <laughs> no, it's fair. She she she's got years on us and she's got like degrees on us, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Dude, she did her dissertation on rave culture. Okay, Doesn't yeah. that tell you
1: something? This was right after she, she told us that. <laughs> right after she's like, yeah, I lived on, like, drugs for a year. And we're like, what? you remember And this? then I got my degree
0: based off of my experiences during that time.
1: Yeah, I'm like, well, can't I just do what you did? <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, she was all about it.
0: Well, even, like, whenever I was taking her classes last semester, I didn't – I only turned in maybe three assignments and still got a 90% in the class. It's just – it's the nature of her game, which is fine. I'm not complaining. That's why I took her for, like, the fifth time. I, I went all through fitness, the pain. All five
1: times. That's crazy. Sadly. That's crazy. Sadly.
0: hmm Speaking of pain <laughs> –
1: that, ladies and that gentlemen, is what we, that's what we call a segway. That was a transition, wasn't it? That's what we call a segue. Wow. <laughs> wow. Someone hire her. Someone hire her. <laughs> so
0: you were a communications major with me. Yes. So you and I both know how we also took advanced interpersonal, uh, interpersonal relationships? No, interpersonal communication together. So we both are very well equipped with knowledge as to how to talk to each other have you noticed um since you've graduated or even like have you like reflected on any past experiences where you could have easily said something different um based on your
1: communication style Ooh.
0: the obvious answer is yes
1: yes but but an example can you like started. recall a time um, right. so the answer is yes, for sure. I have, um, can I recall a time where I probably could have handled something different now? Like in the way I say it or how I say it or what I even say because of my knowledge now.
0: Yeah. For me, it's very easy to recall, like during a past relationship and a lot of you language saying, Hey, you did this. Yeah. you. And you're always this way. Yeah. But mm-hmm.
1: I would probably say along the same lines. Um, especially, I guess, like if we're going to date back to like high school and like the younger days of like where yeah. people like people are just ruthless in what they say and how they say it because no one no one really cared, I guess, unless like my point was getting across and this is how I'm going to get it across. I don't care what what you say to me. How what I address you as like this is my point and I'm sticking with it probably along the same lines of like a girl I was talking to back then and like I kept getting not put the blame on but I guess like put the blame on her like like something happened and I guess like it was always like a lot of you language as well and um I guess also like a lot of like assumption that of how you or how i thought you should act mm. sounds like super super like old school mindset of me but more so traditional kind of controlling conservative yeah, but that's yeah. not me at all uh, but more so in the mindset of like okay if you because one of my past relationships really bothered me um because it was a lot of like things that she would hear from Either her friends or around the school, and again, I didn't go to like the biggest school out there. My graduating class was sixty-three people.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that was like the size of one of your classes. Is
0: my graduating class was close to a thousand.
1: Yeah, mine was sixty-two. That's was 62. insane. And we were tied That's with like. That's such a gave for going active. to a
0: Christian school.
1: Yeah, it wasn't my choice. Not mad at it, but it was not. Thanks, uh, parents. Um, so. <laughs> A lot of, like, those rumors and, like, like I remember a lot that she would come up to me and be, like, you know how many times, like, my friends tell me to break up with you, this, this, and that. And I'm just, like, like, instead of, like, listening to these rumors, I expected her to, like, come to me and, like, address them instead. And that just never happened. So, like, it was a lot of, like, putting the blame on one another. um And the rumors mm-hmm. weren't true. And, like, they're still so funny to think about. Especially if you knew me back then. They're hilarious to think about. But... But I'm sure it was, like, a lot of that or a lot of, like, bickering with friends that, like – because humans are, like, selfish by nature, too, I think. Yeah. So, like
0: – Oh, I mean, we can be for sure. And I think, think that's the the background in being – I mean, you went to a Christian school, so you're aware of Christian tendencies. It's just you have to mold your heart to be giving. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, I – for me, that's not the case. Like, I – my it's my first nature to just give myself to other people um yes. but I, I I base that completely off of like past experiences and everything of that sort
1: so yeah but go on um but I'm sure it was like a lot of like things like that as well um just kind of bickering and like well dude you did this and you did that like what the hell like why'd you why'd you do that like and not expect me like it was like a lot of those I'm sure like happens with amongst friends either that or my friendships are just not that great um Mm -hmm. but I could be wrong hopefully (laughs) um but I will say most of the people that are coming to mind um are kind of no long we're kind of no longer in each other's lives either Mm -hmm. now I don't think it was just based off of like one single thing that happened but I mean I'm sure like It didn't help our case either.
0: That's the nature of the game with relationships, though. Yeah. Isn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because the more, like, I studied communications and everything, not that I'm, like, this, like, savant at it or, like, this all-knowing being. But, like, I've realized a lot throughout, um, like, once I became a communications major that a lot of people don't know how to communicate. Like, regular like basic isn't that bonkers it's insane to me because of how naturally it comes to us and i'm just like wow you really just don't know and that's crazy to me that there are people Mm -hmm. that just don't know not even like how they're feeling like just a basic conversation people can't do that they can't it it,
0: oh my goodness so just to think about The relationships – because it's easy to talk about love life because it is. So in, in like, past relationships, I just – none of them were successful uh, because no one knew how to communicate. Yeah. And so I would say in, like, the most recent relationship I was in, and even with my friends, and when I say relationships, I mean most of my relationships are friends from work, and that's because – where I work, we're taught communication patterns as well.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Like, let's let's say you do something poorly or uh, not to par. I can approach you and say, hey, can I connect with you and give you some feedback? Yeah. And we're trained that that's okay. Like, and it's bad to walk up to someone and say, hey, you did that wrong.
1: Yeah.
0: Because you also need to seek to understand what the what the intention was,
1: right? Well, yeah, of course. Because you can't just, like, so, attack someone, like, especially if they're putting something out there. Like, it's a really crap feeling to be like, hey, you did that. It was super wrong, though. And let me tell you why. Like, But it's like, there are just ways to, like, come up with something. But please continue.
0: Exactly. Well, no, I'm just laughing because I'm just thinking about how – you uh when we were talking about my podcast you're like hey how long is your podcast and oh, yeah. i was like oh it, it equals out about like 40 50 minutes and he and he, he you were like oh i mean like most people like shoot for around 30 and then you had to backtrack and you're like wait no 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 like i i'm sorry if i meant it in this way yeah yeah cause, cause <laughs> but I'm because like, i'm like no like
1: we're just because i didn't <laughs> want you to think because i was genuinely like curious about your podcast and obviously i'm here now because we were talking and i'm just like And I was just giving you advice that I had gotten because I released like two episodes, more to come. I'm working on it. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Like, no, this isn't what I'm not trying to take over your podcast. Like, it just was a note that was given to me, so I wanted to pass it on. (laughs) Because again, like a lot of people are (laughs) super territorial with things, and like a lot, not that, not to say that you can't handle criticism or like anything, and like I hope you've known me enough that you knew I wasn't like stepping on like your producer toes, whatever um right all of my uh youtube audio skills hey that's i don't have what you're gonna teach me about but but yeah so like a lot of people are territorial and one of the funniest forms of communication to me is sandwiching
0: give me an example right now sandwich me
1: so sandwiching (laughs) is especially whenever you're gonna criticize someone and like you basically like Hey, Olivia, you're doing a great job on the mic. You're asking awesome questions, this, this, and that. But here are just some notes that you could work on. Da, 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 da. Okay, Olivia, that was great. Like, just pick that up, and then we'll get it going. Like, you start with the compliment. I take you down a little, and then I build you back up. That's what sandwiching is. The breads, The breads there are the go. compliments, and the meat or the peanut butter, jelly, whatever you want to call it, are the notes. And there you have it. That's there the best you go. paper. Yeah. I, hey, I graduated. I got I got I got to my paper. you really paid for it?
0: Oh man. So when you were in all my classes, I like would I saw you and I acknowledged that you were like this class clown, super social, love making people laugh. And you were telling me before the podcast that that was not always the case.
1: No, it was not. Um, which again, a lot of people <laughs> okay. in my adult life um have a hard time believing because like you said I am the class clown I'm the person that's I read people very well like and if I see kind of someone's off especially from their like typical behavior like I'll go up to them and if they keep like pushing me away but in the sense of like because I re- I truly feel like if something's really bothering someone to the point of like crushing them it won't take that much to get it out of them I could be wrong mm-hmm. that could be a person the person case because usually what I've experienced is that like if someone's really, really going through something, not necessarily what I went through, which I'm about to discuss, but, um, like if it's something with family or if it's something that's hard, they'll usually confide in someone. But if not, it's usually Mm -hmm. not that serious. So like, I've always, not always been, but like, I always try to laugh them out of it because, because I could tell like, Again, and I kind of usually gauge what that line is before even attempting to laugh someone out of that, or I kind of dance on right. it, and if I push it, I push it, but I can always bring that line back, too. Around then, kind of how I was telling you before the podcast, um, I went to an Armenian school up until first grade. Then second through 12th, I went to like American school, um, which is how us Armenian kids call it. You guys just call it private school. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so I went to a private American oh, man. <laughs> I went to two different private schools. Um, one second through sixth, and then seventh through twelfth. Um, second through sixth was a little tough, which to we
0: determined that's six years.
1: That's that is six years, correct? Thank God, that was on the before. Um, so then, um, from second through sixth grade, it was it was. It was tough because again, I'm the new kid. I look different than everyone. Um. Not to say that we were, like, a strictly, like, Caucasian school or anything, but, like, kind of how we discuss a lot of people don't know what an Armenian is. My best <laughs> friends' names <laughs> growing up in, from second to sixth grade, I kid you not, were Zach and Cody. Find me any other no. Armenians that have friends with Zach and Cody. So, like, like you know what I'm saying? beautiful. Like, and they were both baseball players, both football players, like, all these things. Like, they were the blonde white guys, like... I'm still close with Zach. Like, I I, I literally texted him today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're a product of your environment, right? So that was me. 7th um, to 8th, ninth, 7th to ninth was really difficult for me because not only was I the new kid at of new school, I looked different than everyone else on top of it, and it was middle school, which middle school is going to be middle school, mm. kind of how we discuss, mm. no matter what the setting is. It could be a public school, it could be a private school, it could be a private Christian school, Armenian, whatever the case is, middle school is middle school. And to me, middle school was much more like a lot of I mean, yeah, got,
0: every kid there is dealing with their own self-identity, yes. not knowing how to deal with that. And might I add, there's no communication classes at the forefront of school to make kids learn what they're feeling or how to speak about it. Yeah. And because of that, then they're projecting all of this- nonsense onto each other and in your experience you were getting into fights often right
1: I would get into fights up until sixth grade seventh through twelfth I got into about maybe a handful one of them was against like another I mean a handful
0: is more than
1: zero okay let's <laughs> let's focus on the positive here <laughs> it was definitely an- <laughs> for
0: me I remember This is the only time that I've ever gotten to physical confrontation with anybody besides my brother. That's a different story. But I remember I was in the gym preschool. Is that what you call it? Gym daycare? Yeah. And this girl comes up to me and I'm holding this toy. And she says, give that. And I remember being hesitant because I was so shy. I just didn't even know what to say. And then she punched me in the face. (laughs) <laughs> and that is the only experience i've ever had
1: what's the girl's I name i didn't even you know do the anything about name. it you know the girl's name dude i would remember the girl's good. name who punched me in the face okay so within six years five fights i'm averaging less than a year that, that's good less <laughs> than one per year that's good um no honestly it, it might have been shove one
0: year and that was it
1: hang on it was okay no it was four So a little less than a handful, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me where this comes from. Where, like, because I speak to me from the mind of like, I mean, back in your day, this is not, it's an old you, but like this need to project anger onto people. Where does that come from? So
1: the two fights, especially in middle school, were I was retaliating. One of the guys had like a subway wrapper and it had sauce on it and he had crumbled it and like threw it to my neck while I was walking away. So I kind of just turned around. I felt the sauce. I turned around, felt it, looked at it. And I turned around kind of like to say like this, like a big expression, like what the heck? And like someone was standing right here. And one of the guys was standing right here and I backhanded him. Um,
0: So where does this anger come
1: from? No, I'm getting there. Um, but it's more it, so, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's it, it was more it. self-defense than anything. Like mm-hmm. I didn't go out looking for fights, but if someone was going sure. to fight, um, mm-hmm. just, I, I guess it just comes from being pushed, like especially like my second like, cause I would try really not to fight, and I think people would push me to fight, and I guess it was just coming into that. But the second fight, um, was also kind of stemmed from um I have two older siblings two older sisters I should say and one of them like had said something about one of my older sisters so it also came to that like it just came to like not that anyone in my family knew what happened or like what they said or anything but I knew it in the back of my mind and I had that throughout the whole school year so like I guess for me it was Mm -hmm. that and Sometimes it just, you don't know how to control yourself, um, especially emotionally for a guy, especially back then. Now it's becoming more acceptable to, yeah. be, like, with your emotions and sit on it and things like that. Um, there was only really, like, one fight that my whole family kind of agreed upon um, that, like, it was okay for me to get into a fight because of this. Um, but. My senior year, one of my uncles had a brain tumor removal surgery, which yeah. I didn't find that out until like 1 a.m. the night before, like the morning of. So like my mom came in and was like, "Hey, like just so you know, your uncle's gonna have this surgery today." And I'm like, "Okay." Wow. Yeah. So I'm trying to be brave because I kind of knew he had heart like he, he he had health problems. Um, but this was kind of like the start of like the end basically. Um so then so then that later that day I had a basketball game and I went to a Christian school so throughout the day um I kept making prayer requests in my class because our classes allowed them to. And I remember crying, yeah. no one was really like making fun of me or anything of that nature within the school because everyone knew. Um like I was thought yeah, no, that was a really tough school day for sure. And then I remember like a week or two before this, I had talked to one of my basketball assistant coaches, like, cause it was my senior year. I wasn't starting, but that was also like the year that my leg problems started that season. So I wasn't sure if it was because of that or I'm like, cause my senior year, we were completely garbage, but I'm like, dude, there's no way I'm not one of the better five. And I'm, if I'm not, I'm a senior, just like, let me finish out this year, bro. Like this is all I have. And he's like, all right, like, all right, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. So our head coach didn't come to that game, and he came up to me and was like, "Hey, you better like you better do good today. Like I just stuck my neck out for you. Like you're starting." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." We get worked, get absolutely worked, which is fine. We all saw this coming. And right. I'm running backwards on the court, back to defense, and I'm backpedaling, and usually. Usually, I backpedaled on defense, and someone was running into me, but not looking at me. Yeah. But looking back. So, I stuck my forearm out. Does that make sense? He's not looking at me. Yes. Okay. So, yes. I stuck my forearm out, not to, like, be malicious or anything like that. As
0: protection.
1: Yeah, I'm like, hey, bro, like, I'm here. Don't run me over, because I could probably take this guard. Um, um, I could probably take this charge, get you foul, whatever the case is. Um, I guess he didn't like it. And all he said was, can I cuss?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah. You so, he's like, so I he appreciate said, that. Yeah, of course. So he said, yo, watch it, bitch. And I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, what'd you say? He's like, you heard me do something about it. Okay. Okay. This is all within that same, like two minutes, two seconds. So he's now on offense, and he gets the ball in the corner. And all I had in my head is, the moment this guy gets the ball, I'm gonna foul the shit out of him. I'm I'm just going to. It's gonna happen. Whether I get kicked out of the game, whether I get a technical, whether I have to run twenty suicides tomorrow, it was it's already happen. a decision. It's, it's gonna happen. And if you looked at my team, I didn't have like the best backup. <laughs> like, um so zach
0: and cody were not there for your protection zach
1: and cody were not there zach and cody were out and all i did was like he got the ball in the in the corner he had to release it at this point i'm already making my beeline i go with both my arms kind of like with the fists like on my chest fully run into him and extend my arms out like and he slid at least a good 10 feet at least a good 10 feet. He's
0: spread-eagled him.
1: No, yeah. I, I I made him my bitch. He Aww. called me bitch. I made him mine. Um, Aww. No. That's kind no. of
0: romantic if you
1: think about it. Okay. <laughs> Let's... The line. This is the line. You see? Have I crossed it? <laughs> you <are> now here. <laughs> so then... um. Hang on. So... I talked to my coaches the following day and they were, um, they kind of just asked like, dude, what's going on? And I explained to them the situation of the day, what it entailed. My mom, like my uncle, the, the, like I just wasn't right at all that day. And luckily they didn't really punish us too much. So it kind of just stems from like being a dude in that era with feelings. Yeah. But, like, I can't explain it any simpler or better than that, I think. Because, again, like, that was still very much so the like, rub some dirt on it or, like, why are you crying era? Which, again, it's fine, like, in certain situations. I get it. Like, the learning lessons behind it and all that. But if you don't really know, like, how you're feeling, what you're feeling, why you're feeling and are told not to feel.
0: Yeah, anger is a secondary emotion, It's it comes after we feel something initially. So if your initial feeling is maybe being scared or being hurt emotionally, then you you don't want to deal with that. It's some it's rub some dirt in it and get angry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so it also didn't help. What's been the growing
0: process out of that?
1: Um, it's a great question. Um, a lot of it. Not too many people know, but I forget where it started. A lot of it was therapy, if I'm being honest with you. Because I also think I had ADHD hey, that's growing great. up. Um, yeah. So it was a lot of that and, like, a lot of trying to figure out, like, the anger and things of that nature. Um, yeah, not that I'm ashamed to, like, talk about it or anything. Um, but that's a lot the name of, it... of the
0: game now. Yeah. Do you have any memes you see about, like, oh, yeah, my therapist said this?
1: Yeah, that's, like, just... number one. Yeah. And like, well,
0: what I heard recently is that the the suicide rates have gone down, but mental health uh, rates have gone up. So yeah. luckily, people aren't killing themselves, but they're trying to get help. Yeah. Um, I mean, which I think is where the dark humor of going to see a therapist comes from.
1: Yeah, without without question. And I really think, not to say that the MBA was like the reason for this or anything, but. I think it definitely helped that some NBA players came out with, like, depression, mental health issues, and things of that nature. Because it helps seeing someone that you look up to. I was an adult by the time these guys came out. out. Um, But it definitely would have helped to, like, see someone with depression speak on it more so growing up. For instance, one of the guys that... During your uh, age. That's actually
0: such an interesting thought. I've never even thought of that. Yeah, because, yeah, like there's so many there's so many athletes, there's men, manly men in the world that are like, you need to be a man. Yeah. And it's just testing your masculinity to say, oh, but I actually feel these things and I don't want to hurt someone over the things that I'm feeling. Does that make yeah. sense?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like one of the bigger named people that came out, um, I can't remember if he was the first or the second one. But he was definitely, like, one of the first two to come out um, was Kevin Love. And I think he came out after he had won an NBA championship. So imagine, like, he's mm. he wasn't like the NBA finals. He was on LeBron James' team. Obviously, he's going to be LeBron. Um, but he's an NBA champion. He's on top of his world in sports. And he came out saying that, like, he felt depressed and all these things. Like, he felt alone. And I remember watching, um, I think LeBron show the shop um where he spoke on his depression and what it was like and one of the things he said was his first year I think he had a an apartment in downtown but like didn't leave his apartment once other than for games or practice throughout the whole year
0: wow
1: yeah so like just hearing people like that it's um, like he
0: quarantined himself yeah yes sorry I had to it's timely no I was like- did.
1: I would (laughs) have, because that's all I was thinking. I'm like, wow, he quarantined himself before it was (laughs) cool. But again, growing up, like the people I looked up to were—this is so sad because like two of them are no longer here. Um, but I would say the two athletes I looked up to most were Kobe and Michael Jordan, and then the uh, the two like performers or like actors that I looked up to were Will Smith and Robin Williams.
0: Oh my gosh, my heart
1: yeah um and again two out of the four are no longer here which is still crazy
0: tragedy No, and it's it's crazy because whoa let's piece this together real quick the ones that are just in the limelight they're there and like robin williams he was known for his comedy and like wholeheartedness toward what he did and wholesome just comedy right yes and same thing with Kobe, like he's just a family man, always like after given that was like completely out of his control. Um, Still insane. but I mean Robin Williams killed himself a lot of these a lot of these guys, like,
1: yeah,
0: and I hate to say it, but these people, it, it's kind of perfect that they're that this is the way that it is because you talk about how you're dealing with all this pain
1: yeah
0: and and then you come out of it the class clown,
1: yeah. And that's one of the biggest things I think that – I think Robin Williams' death specifically because, again, like you mentioned, Kobe's was just a tragedy and it wasn't like his own doing. Um, But I think the death of Robin Williams specifically being literally the world's comedian and like this guy that Mm -hmm. had dominated comedy like ever since he stepped foot um, into Hollywood, let's say. I guess –
0: Yeah.
1: I think he got his start – I can't remember it. It might have been Mork and, Mindy, Mork and Mindy or a show prior, but basically ever since then, he was like, he took the world by storm. No one had seen such a it. fast-paced man. Yeah, exactly. No one had seen such, yeah. such a fast-paced mind, especially in the world of comedy. Um, and seeing what he did to himself, because all you, I kind of went down the rabbit hole, kind of how I did with Kobe when he passed, but of just watching interviews, especially people reminiscing about him. And one of the main things that I kept hearing were stories of how people were going through this one trying time and Robin Williams was there for them. For instance, one of the things that kind of mm-hmm. sticks out to me was um, with Conan O'Brien. I don't know what exactly he was talking about, but I, he just said that he was going through a hard time, this, this, and that. Um, and he rides conan and robin both ride bikes or robin rode bikes um and like robin williams knew conan was going through this trying time and he brought him this like silliest looking bike conan said and he like called him to thank him and he's like did you get it yeah is it really that ridiculous he's like yeah it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous (laughs) like so all these things are just robin being there willing to help people and like Not to say I'm Robin Williams or anything, but, like, I definitely get where he's coming from, especially now, um, because he had passed away whenever I kind of was, like, a year before I was going through one of the hardest years at all in my life. So he passed away in 2014, and the hardest calendar year for me by far was 2015, by far. Okay. So, like, knowing that, and then, like, I was able to kind of accept it and, like, okay, like it, I can't. I'm not just here to make people laugh. Like, which again, by no means am I saying I'm this world's comedian or anything of that nature or anything totally. on the le- level of him. But like, um, kind of how you iterated, like, this very similar characteristics between us. Um, mm-hmm. and again, like, if he had spoken about the depression sooner, um, because I knew his story of addiction, he had a heart problem, all these things, um, prior to his passing but like if I knew that like I definitely would have been like way more research into it way sooner probably because I had I was going through it dramatically during ninth grade as well and again I didn't really know like what it was at the time specifically like I knew what it was but like I didn't know how to deal with it so my outlet was
0: was projected into anger yes Uh...
1: so again like with all these athletes, especially, like, coming out and things, I definitely think it, if I had grown up in today's world, I would probably have gone into less fights. Maybe specifically only sporting fights because competition brings out everything and everyone. Um, yeah. And you can't really, um, like, control that specifically on the court um, for sure. Um, it's okay. Hey, it happens. It happens. Um, so I took a semester off and for a few months I was going to therapy. So that was more the therapy for like my depression and like how to control things. Um, I think the first round of therapy that I went to was control, but also the ADHD factor. Um, so Mm -hmm. I didn't really know how to deal with like any of that, but like, one of my biggest things, I guess, for my second bout of therapy back then, um, almost five years, four years ago now, was just doing things that you enjoy, and which sounds like so stupid simple, um, and it is, and being around the people that you actually. So many
0: people forget to do it though.
1: It's insane, and like it's really insane. because um, I
0: I hate to say it. Yes. But this. I feel like this time of quarantine is actually forcing people into rest
1: Yeah. and,
0: that's and like,
1: seen.
0: yeah. And everything that you're talking about of just like, I, I needed control. I, I had to find, I had to take time away from doing school just to go back and kill it. People are that's being big given big. that opportunity right now and they don't yeah. even realize it.
1: Yeah. No, that's one right. Of the biggest, as someone like, Again, I'm just talking from my own personal. I'm not higher or below anyone. Hey,
0: that's what live to neck is. You speak
1: about your experiences. Yeah. Hey, live to neck. It's like heart to heart, but live to neck. There you go. You oh, learned my it. God. Oh Tell my all God. your friends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure will. Oh I man. Uh, but like that's kind of all I've been thinking because a lot of people like forget to take time for themselves. Um, do things that. Do the things that they enjoy the most. Be around the people that they enjoy the most. Actually I think have
0: this, intention and not just be seeking money or success.
1: Yeah. All, the, like,
0: all the, sh- the stuff that does not matter.
1: Well, that's the not stuff. The word you wanted, that's not the word you wanted to say.
0: I know, right? <laughs> I'm being good.
1: No, absolutely not. Um, hey, I try to be good, but you gave me the go-ahead. That's your fault. I did. It uh, was for the story. It was for the story. Um, but... That's a 100% one of the things that I've seen that's like, and again, not to say that I don't want to be successful or anything, but even from one of the things that like I've heard from some of the most successful people are about connection, not necessarily like to benefit oh, yeah. you, but just to like in the in the sense of like living connection. Human connection is
0: so necessary and it's so underrated as well yeah and the time that i've had off from work which i'm so like i have to add that i'm being paid for the time that i'm not working um which really does like take a big weight off of my chest yeah. Um, because i know a lot of people aren't being paid right now and that's today it could change tomorrow who knows but i mean i in the time that i've had off i've my sister and i started working out together Um, I was able to drive to Arizona and back in 24 hours just with my best friend, just because we needed to go pick up a textbook. I mean, it's just the idea that this time off, I mean, let's go back to basics when cavemen were cavemen. They, I mean, yes, they were, but they still had regular lives to them. Their life was regular. Um, but I guarantee they had a much higher quality of life in terms of like, happiness and joy yeah. um given there wasn't a ton of understanding but then again ignorance is bliss yeah. it's it's all these little things tied together and if you think about other countries and how they allow so many more weeks of uh vacation time compared to america or oh, we're only getting about two weeks a year it, it makes sense we just we ran ourselves dry and i feel like this is just an opportunity and maybe that's a terrible thing for me to say, but I'm seeing it as an opportunity. But I think that's also because I've just been, I've been blessed throughout this whole process. Yeah. Um, so maybe I speak into that for people who are feeling a little
1: hopeless. Yeah. No. Didn't we
0: say we weren't going to talk about this?
1: You oh, brought well. it up. It
0: ties into what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, well, I, that's my pen.
1: <laughs> All right. We're done with the virus. <laughs> <We're done. laughs> but no, I agree. And it, like, And it's kind of like a way for people to really take a step back, Um, and especially people who just kept grinding and grinding. Which again, I respect that. I like, I applaud that. Um, But sometimes it's okay to like not grind for a little, like straight up. Like it's it's okay to like take a break every now and again. And I I get it
0: in the capacity of the gym. Yeah. You you work out x many days of the week. The real time of growth when working out, and this is from the personal trainer mind, the real time of growth is in your rest time. Yeah. You're getting the most done. You're having the most significant transformation in the time that you're resting and taking a step back from tearing your muscles apart. Yeah. It's the exact same thing in life. If we continue to keep pushing ourselves past the limit and getting ourselves sick over, continuing to go and this was me for years because I was at some point I was I moved out or I was living on my own paying rent when I was 18 but on my own since I was 14 paying rent since I was 18 yes there was just so much stress all the way through and it wasn't until eight months ago that I like actually had a moment of like wow I can rest now I went through one more semester of college and then I was done and since since then, that's December to now, I've just been so intense, being still um, because for those many, many of years of continually grinding and never taking a break. And that's including going to the gym and pushing myself beyond limits, working 40 hours a week and going to school and yeah. going to the gym. And still, it's insanity that no, it's I did insane. this to myself. And I was sick. My whole body was just ill and I was saying I had all these chronic illnesses. And at the end of the day, like, since I've been out of it, I'll be honest, like, the the eating disorder I had, the the real issues that were, like, in my heart are gone. And that's because I'm resting. Yeah. I give 100% credit to the fact that I am just still
1: now. Yeah. And, that, like, a lot of people don't realize that. But, yeah. <laughs> no, this is definitely, like, a way to, like... Okay, let's it's almost like a halftime break.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) Foolish. Um but no, this Uh, is definitely like I truly feel it's like, okay, cool, like (laughs) like we're all just in the locker room now. Like, okay, this is what we need to focus on now. All right, let's rest up, like forget about this guy. Now let's work like it's almost like we're re like It's
0: a refocus.
1: That's what it is that's what it is
0: oh man
1: especially again like I said like for the people that were grinding like after a certain point like yeah you're still grinding and like but you're almost grinding because you know you have to not because you want to but the like now you're able to like either refine that love continue grinding or even finding something that you might want to grind at instead of this like it's definitely understand the severity of the situation I'm not yeah it's terrible what we're going through is a
0: tragedy truly
1: no it's 2020 came out swinging with a vengeance like swinging like we had insulted his mother or something
0: the thing is we have zero control over what's happening we have the control to to fill our cup with health so avoid going outside we have the ability to do uh all we can do for ourselves. Um so why not choose to have a mindset of gratitude? Yeah. It's it's so easy to just walk into this and be scared and just live in fear and anxiety. Um rather than looking around and saying, oh my God, my family is right in front of me or my friends are right here. I get to spend time with my cat. I don't know. I can I can I can organize every drawer that I wanted to go through. I can
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> go through yeah, you know, I don't know. I can hey, work out on my own happy. for hours on end. It's fine.
1: Yeah.
0: I just got a notification saying that my computer is gonna die. So
1: That's what I we will did. say.
0: <laughs> I know, right? I if you listen to the first one, I uh, I end it by saying that I have to pee really bad. So <laughs> I wish you could see your face. Uh, I'm really good at this podcasting thing, obviously.
1: You're uh, the best. Jo- Josephina Rogan over here. Come on.
0: That's so good. <laughs> Liv Rogan.
1: Liv Rogan? Okay, Liv Rogan.
0: I just made that either.
1: It's live fine. Delia.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. I know it wasn't even meant to be a compliment, but I took it as one.
1: What, Dalia? No, I love Dalia.
0: Yeah, but the fact that I'm in the same vicinity as him, perfect. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for doing this. It was so last minute, and it was great.
1: Yeah. What do you mean? It was a blast. We could, we could have. This could have easily been like a three-hour thing just because of how we are with each other. And just as 100%. human beings. <laughs> like, like this could have been I almost feel bad for how long it might be right now.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm so sad that Chelsea wasn't here. You could you guys will I'll have you back for another episode, but you guys will love each other. Um and we'll all be in the same room. If it, in case you didn't know listeners, because we're all quarantined and on lockdown, <laughs> this is all over Skype. So if the sound quality is poor, I apologize. We're really trying here. It,
1: we work again, with the,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is it, George?
1: It's it's Live to Knack.
0: It's kind yeah. of like a heart to heart, but... But
1: it's Live to Knack. Oh, man. I Have a all-
0: good night, folks.